welcome to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. Today's guest is an old school friend of mine, aka Dr. Chris. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate, myself. Yeah, I'm all right. I've had a bit of a busy day today. Mm. Yeah, we've been, uh, went out on a bit of a walk, just under 6k today, walking up around the hills by, um, you know, the Bickerton Poacher pub. Yeah. Yeah. Up around there, we went for a walk with uh, met up with one of our our mutual friends. I won't say any names. <laughs> um, I saw the photo. <laughs> you saw the photo. You know who it is. Um, yeah, took took my lad with me. I thought it'd be ideal to tire him out, and he'd be, he'd be in bed, no problem. But he's he's been up later than usual tonight. So always <laughs> the isn't it? Yeah, I think it's giving more energy. But I tell you what, I'm knackered. <laughs> I say six feet. I'd rather you than me. <laughs> Especially all uphill and downhill. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun actually. Got stuck in a little That's bit good. of a a hail shower. Mm, nice. Uh, lovely British uh, weather. But yeah, we had fun. Might do it again. Sounds depends if I can, depends if we can get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the back and the hips doing. <laughs> yeah, legs are going to be sore. I think. <laughs> So how have you been then, anyway? Tired. No Tired. <laughs> you just finished uh, nights, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, so I was on uh, weekday nights, so it's Monday night through to Thursday night, which finishes Friday morning. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been okay, actually. Work's not been too bad. Good. Um, it's sometimes hit or miss. Uh, obviously, working in the hospital, it's relating to how successful the lockdowns are and stuff. Um, just in the first one we would have sort of four or five patients come in and that would be an hour shift so that's right obviously quite nice um other times it's been manic it's been 20 left on the board to see by the time the morning's come around it's been really crazy and um, but this this week been... whereabouts so whereabouts are you now what sort of department are you on are you settled so now or are you still on sort of rotation and stuff um Settled in a way, so I'm at a hospital in, in the northwest in an A&E department. I'm, I'm doing a staff grade position, so it's not a training post, so it's not working towards uh, sort of further qualification or experience and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just service provision. Okay. And so, um, so my contract for a year, I did I did it last year full time, and obviously with the lad coming this year, dropped it down to 80%, which means I get an extra day off a week, which is quite nice. Nice. And then I think I'm going to look at buying for training next year and renewing the contract while the issue process picks Yeah. How old is he now? Uh, as of the 18th, he'll be five months. Oh, right. Time flies, doesn't it? Gone by really quick but really slow at the same time. Yeah, it's a really strange time period, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we found the Absolutely. same thing with, obviously, my wife being pregnant it's uh I've, I've i think the same thing it's uh it's flown by to to think now we're sort of four weeks away for due date that's um, mental isn't it yeah but at the same time it feels like it's been it's just been the, uh, a sort of constant presence for yeah. <laughs> for ages because <laughs> obviously like yeah yeah because obviously we've been together a lot more than we would usually haven't we being at home a lot um how's uh working nights and being sort of busy at work and then coming home to daddy duties has that been a bit of a change um, bit of a... it hasn't it's been um, it's been a bit of a challenge in some ways cause obviously i have to switch your body and um fortunately it means my partner has to do a lot of the child care on that day and but then i try and make it up to various levels of success over, over a few days afterwards is that various levels of success because you're still tired and you're struggling to, to keep up with it or just because he's he's not having much of any of it because he's used to mum? bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes, particularly with him sleeping, it's a bit hit or miss because um, he's, he's quite settled into a routine um, and he's tends about four or five naps a day. And sometimes mum gets off quite easily. Sometimes I can get him to sleep quite easily. Other times we both struggle. And then that's one of the big challenges because it affects what we can do later, what he can do later. Yeah, well, we were just 
just say, saying to my wife a little bit earlier when we, when I mentioned what sort of time we'd be starting this and that, and we were sort of saying, I suppose it's quite important for you to try it as best as you can, get him into a good routine from early, because with your missus doing the same or similar job to you, when she, I imagine when she goes back to work, there might be some shift crossover there work-wise that you, you're going to need him to be fairly regimented by. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, it's been quite, it's been quite clean to do, and um, they've done it quite well, to be honest. Uh, be part of the Facebook group. Uh, oh yeah. During the pregnancy, did a, a hypnobirthing course, and oh, part right. of that was having a Facebook group. So all the people that did that course could talk to each other about the birth and afterwards. Um, so and to, to be honest, he's quite good overnight. And we can find, we know when his naps are coming up and when he eats and all that kind of stuff. Um, some people on the group that haven't been regimented from the starts, they struggled with getting them to sleep at reasonable and regular hours and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so it, it's good that we've been able to, or partner's been able to do that. It's hard to her, to be honest. Um, when she does go back to work in August, initially it will be part-time they're looking to increase back to full-time slowly so yeah there probably will be some crossover interesting hurdle to, to fix yeah there's always that hurdle when they when they end up going back to work whether it's for if i like, think about it from when i did it but i i was i was working some nights then as well um whether it's you having to sort of take over and do the, do the bits that you haven't been used to doing or whether it's like relying on family or in-laws or friends or like nursery it's all you find yourself you get you, you get your own little routine set and then variables come into it when you know whenever he goes anywhere else it's going to be uh what's the word that you have to take the rough with this move <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah, it's. Well, I mean, but it's just the way it is, isn't it? You can't. Um, if you if you're in that position and, and like you need other people to sort of care for your children whenever, then it's just a part of it. It's it's they do the, you know they do the best they can and they're great for helping out. Um, yeah. But you know you have to just accept that it's not you doing it. So sometimes when they're young, it causes that a little bit of backlash when they yeah. come home. Sometimes they don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go bed for dad because uh, yeah. I'm not having any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, we're actually looking around the nursery yeah. next month um, in preparation for my partner going back to work. Um, but obviously, I'll, I'll be doing nights. There might be partner and she does nights as well. So I think we'll have to see what if family can help out. Probably yeah. And the chance that we do nights at the same time. That'd be quite tricky, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a juggle, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, how have you found being dad? Then has it um, has it been what you expected? Has it been harder? Has it been easier? Or uh, some bits harder, some bits easier. I think um, it's, it's some bits are really hard, and I think struggled with the loss of freedom a little bit. Uh, yeah. So sometimes I miss just waking up in the morning, going to my partner, "What do you want to do today?" Oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. The good bits are really, really good. First, like the first time you laughed or rolled over and all that kind of stuff, it's really, it's really cute. And there's some days that you just want to come home and just, just snuggle them and them with love and things. So it's a, a mixed bag, but I wouldn't change it. it it's a strange adjustment, isn't it? It's. Uh, I always remember thinking it's like it can be several hours worth of anguish and... Uh, <laughs> cursing yourself and cursing everybody around you. But then for one of them little magic moments, like you say, when they roll over for the first time or little milestones, it, yeah. all, all, the, all them hours where you were cursing anybody and everyone just disappear and it doesn't matter because you've had, you've had the special moment. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about, yeah. Um, as they get older, their moments change, I've found. I don't think they're as they're not as big and, and poignant moments, but they're little things where they might say something and you think, How old are you? 
you're growing up. You're growing up too fast. You shouldn't be. Yeah. It's just little things, little sayings that a four-year-old probably, you know, wouldn't hear. I don't know whether it's yeah. because they spend quite a lot of time with uh, my in-laws and and my parents and stuff, or they have done before lockdown. So they start to talk as if they were older. You know, they have that old older person terminology, and you th- yeah. <laughs> just think to yourself, <laughs> "You're only four, but." Um, Daddy, what are all these modcons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cursing technology and uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about the news. That's I must admit that's one thing that um, I'm forward to is not necessarily him being more independent, but the extra bits where he sort of becomes less like a baby, more like a person. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is he? Was he not moving yet? He's not mobile. Um, he's, he's he's rolled both ways now, so from back to front, front to back, um, and he's trying to crawl. So when he's on his tummy, he will sort of like move his hips and kick his legs out and stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know that he needs to put his feet on the floor to do that first. Yeah, but I I thought that stage was really that was really good at that stage, and I was really encouraging, and I couldn't wait for him to start moving, and then shortly after. I think five or six months we went on holiday, and he was toddling around by then, and that was a that was a nightmare. You could not relax at all. Couldn't take your eyes off him. He was everywhere, everywhere you don't want him to be. Staying at like an apartment or something, which isn't really baby proof, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, we just followed. I just followed him around for two weeks nearly, um, but it's all fun. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. That's one thing that we've been sort of, me and my partner, both wary about is that although we're looking forward to it, it, it will then lead to us needing to baby-proof everything in the house. So, Yeah, and you, you're you you're at a different house now, aren't you, from when I came to visit last, which was seems like ages ago. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we are. So that was, um, yeah, we moved the following August after that, I think, to accommodate yeah. for our new rotations. Um and incidentally, that, that house that we were in is actually up for sale now. Oh, really? So we're, uh, I mean, we're saving for a wedding, obviously. You have a kid and potentially more in this near to short future. So, saving for a house, it's a bit of a pipe dream at the moment, but if it's still available, then we'd look at it. That's the plan, is it? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So how far, how far, what's the difference now from where you are now, from where you were? Uh, Still within the quite, similar area? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like yeah. um, 10, 15 minute drive, maybe. It's still um, still in the same area. Um, so it's, uh, it'll be quite nice, to be honest, but we'll wait and see. Because it's, um, I think it went on the market for about uh, 350,000 and they've already dropped it down to 250,000. So right. How long it will stay there for, because... We really like it. We thought it was quite nice. Yeah, it, well, I remember it being nice, and it was in quite a nice area, wasn't it? It was in a busy area, quite a built-up busy area, but it doesn't feel like it because it's a bit off the it's beaten track, if I remember. Yeah, it's a bit set back, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's sort of semi-rural, like, because it was on that main road. It's off the main road, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I quite really likes it because it had a really nice garden, which I don't think you guys saw, actually. It's got a nice front garden, nice back garden. It's near a nature trail. Oh right, yeah. And one, one thing that she's quite keen to do is like live nearer to nature than we are now. She's a bit fed up with the suburbia. That's a nice idea. We've got um, quite a good-sized garden compared to our old house at this new house, and mm. there's a prime spot in the bottom at the cut in the corner at the bottom where we could have like a nice little veg patch and stuff and grow our own stuff. And I thought I've always wanted one of them. But now I've got the opportunity to have one, I'm thinking that's going to be a lot of work I'm going to sign myself up for. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of time I've got to give to that. And we've got um, family uh, as well uh, that have just yeah. just taken on an allotment. And uh, right. sounds like a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Get that, getting yeah. back to nature, living back to nature when you rely so heavily upon the opposite of that for work yeah. and, and everything else and kids at school, it's, uh, 
it's quite a quite a task, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it always, it always sounds nice. It I love that. Nice, but then the reality of it and the effort is uh, something else. Yeah, I love the idea of it, and maybe one day I might do something like that. Try anyway, but yeah, putting it into practice when you're busy and you're working and kids are small. So, like you say, it's an effort that a life stressor that do you want to sign yourself up for when you've got so many others going on now anyway yeah, yeah there'll be plenty of time for that when uh, the kids are left home when we're retired <laughs> yeah that's the thing isn't it kids can, can go off and do their own thing and uh, you know you two could move or, or whatever down south to the countryside and uh, yeah <laughs> grow some veg <laughs> self-sufficient living that'd be nice yeah it would are you uh, are you looking forward to the next one coming along? Yeah, yeah. We I think I was going to say we're both, but I should really say my wife's at the stage now where I think she's over the pregnancy bit. She's she's she had a bit of a had a bit of a tough few weeks the past few weeks, struggling with her, her hips and back and just being uncomfortable all the time more so than the first time round. Um, I think she's found that. Yeah, she's she's done with the pregnancy bit, and she's now looking focused on the the actual bit we need to get through for him to arrive, which is yeah, the yeah. the bit she starts to now think about and how tough that can be. But yeah. we're we're um, we're still thinking about having a home birth at the moment. So that'd be nice. Yeah, I've just finished decorating my kitchen yeah just finished decorating my kitchen and dining room and potentially i'm going to be putting a swimming pool effectively up in my dining room (laughs) uh so we'll see how that goes but that's still on the cards at the moment we just figured that it would be a better option than having to go to the hospital and yeah we weren't quite sure on how it was going to work if i could go into the hospital with her or if there was time limits on it all these kind of things um i guess it eliminates few sources of stress doesn't it yeah as long as everything goes well at home then people people rate it quite positively don't they yeah that was the thing but then we had the meeting with the midwife a couple of weeks ago and and she was kind of running through it was like a risk assessment of the general stuff that they have to do for the home birth and there was like a big list of all these things like if x y and z happens that means we're going to have to take you to a hospital but via ambulance. And the list just kept going. <laughs> it wasn't just X, Y, and Z. I <laughs> just... can imagine there were some nice words on there. Yeah, and we were sort of sat there looking at it thinking it wasn't as straightforward as you were thinking it might be, was it? Um, but, yeah, hopefully it goes to plan and uh, that'll be the... Because, you know, being at home, although there's little things you don't quite think about at the time, like we've got two dogs um, that we're going to yeah. have to try and put somewhere or entertain somehow while things are happening. And then my son's probably going to be at home, depending on when sort of labour starts. Yeah. Um, knowing our luck, it'll probably happen during uh, Easter half term. <laughs> so the house will be full. And, um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll just carry on and see how it goes. Um, my wife's been on some Facebook groups and stuff of... Uh, people that have had home births and, and they've said that their sort of other children were around and some of them were just in bed and slept through the whole thing and just woke up in the morning and there was a new sibling there, a baby in the house. But That's I don't impressive. Yeah, I'm not sure that would go well in ours because he doesn't, he'd probably wake up. He's not going to sleep that well, I don't think. Um, but, you know, she's got their ideas about setting a playlist up and just having a music on and sticking some TV on in the front room and she can just wander around the house and let it all happen. And You've got you've got your own comforts, haven't you, as well? So yeah. I guess it'd be quite nice like, if that's, you know, if that she's like forever home, if you like, it'd be quite yeah. nice to have that memory there as well. Yeah, I think so. We were just um, bumped into the neighbour the other day and I mentioned to them about, um, you know, they were asking about obviously wife being pregnant and stuff and she got quite a a large bump at the moment, so as they were asking, sort of, when so what sort of timeline are we on? Um, you'll hear about it, yeah. Well, that's what she said. She said, Well, I am actually thinking of having a home birth, so around that time, if you start hearing a lot of screaming and shouting, that's probably me giving birth. <laughs> and uh, and the lady next door, the sort of an elderly couple, and they sort of said, Well, I um, 
ended up giving birth to one of mine at home years ago. Um, was never, you know, was never the plan. But by the time the ambulance got to us, he was already there. So she was telling her about that experience, which obviously is uh, very interesting. Imagine if you do that and it's not planned; it's a bit be horrifying for a little bit. Wouldn't it? <laughs> You're out of towels. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one thing that's involved in the home birth stuff. So. From from my understanding is you have to sort of pay to hire the the pool and the equipment, and then there's certain sort of like add-on bits you have to buy, like mm. you need like a special hose pipe that fits onto your kitchen tap to fill the pool, and it's got to be new. It can't be obviously an old one for risk of sort of legionnaires or whatever. Um, and I, I I just thought you sort of said we want a home birth and they just turned up with everything and, yeah. <laughs> and it was dead easy. So now I've got to get involved in all that, get my DIY kit out, get a load of waterproof sheets and cover all my laminate flooring up. All <laughs> <laughs> the plug sockets. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that? I've got to ring my home insurance and ask them just to let them know. Oh, see yeah. if they, yeah, if anything, if anything did happen, would it be covered, covered type of thing? So midwife said they've never had it. Any issues in anyone being told no, but you never know. And they've also, to, to to reassure us a little bit, they've also never had anyone pop the pool, but they couldn't 100% guarantee that it wouldn't happen. All right, okay. So, interesting. Yeah, that'd be quite exciting. <laughs> wouldn't it just? No. There'll just be me with the bucket stood at the back door trying to bail the water out of the kitchen yeah. as my wife still stood there trying to give birth. <laughs> It would be <laughs> something out of a uh, a comedy program, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Take the camera on for that buy, one. Buy some sandbags. <laughs> yeah. So is there been much else happening for you? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, I was obviously working in A&E, like, you know, through lockdown. Life's still the same, really. Yeah. Um, but my point of view, it's not changed much. Um, we did get two new cats actually. Oh, right. Um, a, couple of, uh, a week or two back now. Because um, our old cat Pie passed away in January. Yeah. Um, so these two new ones are they're, they're a rescue cat. I think they're about three years old. And they've prepared the, the black cats. One's a boy that we've pulled sausage, and we've, one's a girl that we've pulled beans. Nice. Quite's um, <laughs> favourite meal is beans and sausage. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so yes, but they're settled in really well, and the boys like big and fluffy, and really soft. And the girls are a bit more compact and stocky, but very sleek. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been fun. And they've uh, they've taken to to the little one quite quite easily as well. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Sniffed him like him and stuff. So that's really good. It's always a strange question for people, isn't it? That you know, have you been doing much? But you've been up to much. There's, there's literally nobody that's been doing really much of anything. So no. it's a hard question and answer, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> Apart from trying yeah. to work from home and mm. have you had to do? Have you had to do that? Yeah, I've been working from home from, mm. from the beginning, the first lockdown. Yeah, um, found it. It was difficult at first because. We were living with my parents at that time because we were still trying to get the house livable and do it up. It was effectively a building site for months. Um, yeah, I remember the Facebook pictures. Yeah. Once we sort of got that figured out and, and we moved in, obviously I've got my own room then. I can get myself settled up and it's a bit more, less sort of traffic throughout the house because it's just us three, which is, is better. And uh, obviously everywhere now that working from home has become the norm pretty much now they've they've got everything up up to date with the technology and stuff you know i mean we've all had sort of newer laptops and phones and everything's geared up all the all the software updates have been done um so now it's dead easy just to access everything as you would do as you were in the office on the desktop so yeah i'm still sort of having to go out and and do sort of visits here and there when i can Mm. but yeah i haven't found it that difficult working from home really so I know, like initially, when it, when that first happened for the first time, everyone was kind of excited about it and stuff. But then, yeah, when you realise you need that kind of psychological separation between work and home, and like at this point, some people are struggling with it, aren't they? Yeah, there is. It's definitely that part you go through where your work computer and your phone is is in your house, and it's dead easy just to 
if you're finishing at five to sit there till half past or six or just you know you forget to turn your phone off at five o'clock so it you can hear it going off at seven eight o'clock when you're having a shower or something and it's still tempting just to pick it up and check it even though you can't really do anything about whatever might be on there because everywhere's closed but yeah i think i've been able to just put it in the back room which I might have to change soon because that's going to be the nursery eventually. So I'll get evicted from there soon. Um, but then just leave it in there and close it off when I'm finished type of thing and walk yeah. away. I think a lot of places actually, from, from what I was hearing, you know, well, heard it on the radio, I don't know how true it is, but a lot of places are going to try and move towards a lot of home working for certain places because it's saving the money, isn't it? And get rid of the office costs. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting for some people of of how that might change them. Yeah, it will. I think um, it'll be very interesting. I think it's fairly easy for me because the people I'm working with, I'm I'm their direct contact. So they have my work mobile number or my email address, and it comes direct to me and it's just one-to-one. But for things like anywhere that's got a call centre and they're working from home and you've got to be redirected redirected through all of that mm. that'd be uh, that'd be strange and difficult to be. deal with i imagine yeah yeah it's hard enough being the person on the other end of the phone that actually wants to speak to somebody isn't it <laughs> waiting for it all to connect <laughs> yeah <thank> you. <laughs> one thing you have quite got heavily into is the stonks oh, i do like a good stonk <laughs> <laughs> where are you at at the moment with that so I think um, I recently I've sort of been interested in investing in things, um, but it was sort of like not really thinking about how to do it. It's more just like, how does it work and how do you get started with it and that kind of stuff. And then I think it was when um, two of our friends posted the link to the app on the group. I didn't know anyone in our group was sort of into it at that point. Um, so I just thought, I'll oh, might as well take the plunge and go for it and uh, see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been trying to trying to teach myself um, a little bit about it. And at this point in time, I think it depends sort of what you want to get from it. Um, for me personally, I'm a more I'm on the GameStop hype. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've sold everything in my portfolio apart from two that pay dividends. Um, to be honest, I'm hopeful lump sum off the GameStop to then sort of start investing sensibly. All right. Long, long-term plans. So you you've taken it on and taken it quite seriously, and you're sort of doing your research behind the scenes and and looking into it, aren't you? Whereas me, I just went onto it and I only throw a bit of pocket change at it. It's nothing major for me, but it's interesting when you start. And obviously, if I've got a spare few quid, I'll be messaging Chris and say, uh, "What?" Well, what are you watching this week? What's your recommendations? I've got a few quid to throw at it. Because <laughs> I don't gamble like a lot of the lads will, will put money on every week on the football and stuff. I've, I never do that because I very rarely win. So I, I learned sort of early on that that was just a waste of my money. So, <laughs> but, Yeah, that's the same with me. I've, I've never, never, apart from the Grand National, once you never placed a bet. Yeah. Because... Is it foreign to me, so I'll probably lose. So what's the point? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, whereas I thought a few quid putting it into something that is fairly cheap and potentially in years to come could could be worth something. Yeah. That seems like less of a gamble to me. Yeah, yeah, it does, and like, and you can research it a bit more as well. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I mean, I, imagine if you bought Amazon years ago. Imagine. Yeah. We both just took a little sip on that one. <laughs> just just thinking about what might have happened if you if you were there at that time. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I'm on the Brewdog Juice Shot. You know oh, nice. Fruity beers. Yeah. Nice it's one. Like uh, pale pale ale with passion fruit, mango, and something else in it. I think something like that. Anyway, it's really nice, and I like it. Yeah, I've been drinking quite a few Brewdog lately. But um, today I've got I'm on the I'm on a local brewery to me, so Tom's Tap. Locals. Yeah, support the locals. Yeah. Tom's Tap, West Coast IPA. So while I was setting things up, I was they do a table beer which is only three percent. So I was on that while I was setting things up. But now 
West Coast IPA, Tom's tap, 6.5%. So we're on the hard stuff. <laughs> ramped up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lovely stuff. Keeps you talking. Yeah, very good. <laughs> this isn't too strong. I think this is 3 or 4%, I think. It's good. So when you, you're working at the hospital, when, I suppose when first lockdown happened, when it was all a little bit... It was, all a, it was all a little bit strange because it was like this thing that was being talked about all over the news and that. And we've heard that before in other different stuff, haven't we? Yeah. And it's never really quite reached us. But then this one, come March, it was like game over, you're not allowed out. Yeah. But yet you're still working and stuff. Was it a massive change at the hospital? Um, it was really. Um, I'm quite lucky that the hospital that I'm at have been quite well prepared uh, and the show very good leadership clinically and in terms of management and so there's never really been any big issues with PPE or safety or anything like that um, but in terms of the actual footprint of the department that's been quite a lot so we've now got an area that's just for COVID patients yeah. patients that might have COVID we designed the rest of the, the department around that because obviously the path they take through that department to get to that area is important because you don't know infect other people or other staff. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a big logistical change. And a lot of the the way we treat some conditions has changed. So initially, I think it's been Bosch now, but initially we weren't using nebulizers because they aerosolize medication and risk aerosolizing the right. particles, which increases transmission. Yeah. So special types that you can use now, like closed circuit and nebulizers. So. We still treat the same things now. Um, we've been back a few, a few various different things. But we had some shifts where we just spent, because the way it's organised at my hospital is that it, all the patients are on a tracker and you just pick them up in time order. Um, and we'd have shifts where we just see coronavirus patient after coronavirus patient after coronavirus patient. Um, shift. And um, some of them are well and you were like, with no risk factors, they would be okay, so you could just send them home with a, if it gets worse, then come back to us. But other people, I remember one particular instance, it was a, an elderly lady who came positive and took him in, didn't show the temperature of things. And as soon as I told her she was positive, she just burst into tears and said, I don't, I don't want to die. And, um, and it's a shame because I knew that in reality, actually, and then she went to ITU and then she passed away a few days after. Oh wow! So it's uh, yeah, yeah, pretty tough sometimes. Have you had to sort of drastically change the way that you prep and prepare th to go to work and things, and when you get there and all that kind of the little things that you just do and take for granted? Yeah. So now we um, there's fresh pairs of scrubs uh, for all staff to change into and out of at the start and the end of the shifts. Um, there's obviously a mask and gloves at the entrance to the hospital and things. Um, and I think the official advice is that when you get home, you're supposed to strip off as soon as you get in, have a shower, and that's before you touch or hug anyone or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which started out doing. Um, it's, it's, it's been it's been quite a big quite a big rethink and a few different things. But for me, the weird thing is that particularly in A&E, some of it's stuff that perhaps we should be doing anyway because you don't know what's going to come through the door. Yeah, that's true, Imagine isn't it? If you if you get the next case of an Ebola virus, patient zero, those safety measures would help protect, help protect you and patients. Yeah. I think, so some of it might be here to stay, but I think that's probably a good thing, to be honest. How big of a, a shift, uh, I suppose from, from now it wouldn't be a big shift, but... For them to adopt that as the way they do things, would that, or would they just would it cause a big problem, or would that just be carry on from now and keep keep it as it is? I think it would just be um, obviously I'm not involved in management or sort of those big policy decisions, but my sort of my guess would be that it would be the same as carrying on, yeah, particularly because we've done it over such a sustained period at this point, because all those changes came in in March and they've not stopped. And so we've been doing the same stuff for nearly a year now. So I think it'll just be a case of, you know, carry on. 
So I don't think it would cause too much of a problem. But it does make sense, doesn't it? That you know, if you think about it, way back to the beginning of last year, we weren't really thinking that this was going to be something that could effectively stop the world at certain points, and yeah. uh, something like that could come around again in the future. But you wouldn't know. Obviously, it would. You would. You you wouldn't know that potentially. Patient zero was going to walk into your hospital, into your A and E department, would you? And then no, you wouldn't. it's hard, obviously, to plan for that. But I guess it would make sense that if they kept some of these precautions, especially in vulnerable places like hospitals, then it kind of makes sense to me. But yeah, it's just it's a really odd situation, isn't it? Yeah, because for ninety nine percent of the time, that's not going to happen. But then percent it does. Yeah. And then it puts a big impact. massive impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Strange old year we've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hopefully we're working in the right direction and we're going to get back to uh, summertime being somewhat, somewhat back to what we considered being normal before all this. Yeah. You know, the fact that we can meet meet others inside other people's houses and, uh, you know, visit friends and family and touch someone else's baby and things like that that you would do naturally once someone's had a baby and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've just, my wife just put just set up a WhatsApp group today, actually, for our family, you know, after the next sort of, lot of restrictions are eased and we're able to meet up with other people and that will probably be around when her due date is so um we were sort of trying to put out there about how we're going to try and manage people obviously coming to see him and wanting to see him but also still trying to be slightly cautious because he's a baby and uh she will have just given birth and everything else you just don't know do you really so uh, yeah they're funny old times, aren't they? One thing I was going to say was that we've, um, we've seen a lot of, during the pandemic, seen a lot more mental health presentations to A&E. Yeah. Things like anxiety, depression, self-harm and things. And so that's, that's been quite challenging to deal with sometimes because you could argue that the, the scale of the support isn't there during normal times anyway. Yeah. So during, the, during the pandemic when the need has been increased. Been more overwhelmed, really. So that's been um, that's I've got the same interest in, but it's um, I don't think people would have predicted the scale of it. It's a highlight of um, numerous different issues, isn't it? It's a highlight of how the the sort of pandemic and and the whole handling of it has affected people. Is a highlight of the services that you would hope would be there for somebody in that position when they need it. But unfortunately, they're, they're themselves are at full capacity at times and, and sometimes just aren't, aren't there at all. So always comes back to, falls back to A&E if you're in that sort of crisis situation. You, you need help, don't you? So if there's nowhere else available, it has to be A&E, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, this... So it's, um, so it's a shame it comes to that, but... When them sort of community-based support options aren't functioning or aren't available, I don't know whether I'd be the right person to comment on on it, but somebody in that position, that vulnerable position, in a crisis state, sometimes is going to A&E into a hospital the best thing for them. Yeah, it's, it's a good question, and I think for some people it is but then for other people, it definitely isn't. Because on the one hand, it can see if you're hospital, so your anxiety and stress have gone up and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of the, the condition, some parts of various psychiatric disorders is eliciting behaviour, so yeah. eliciting care from professional teams. Although it makes them feel better, it's not. it might not necessarily be what is be best for them objectively. Yeah, it's obviously some a topic that that is it, it being discussed at the moment, and you're hearing a lot about it. But longer term, will 
the powers that be sort of pay attention to what's being discussed at the moment and actually put some funding into these places that could help these people. I don't know. It's uh, Should they, yes? Are they going to? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Which is a shame. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, you know, short of sort of having the means and finances to fund something for yourself in that, in that situation... You know, you are just stuck really with what's available and that's not to take anything away from the, 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 the people that work in them services at the, currently, but they're stretched, they're overwhelmed, I would imagine, especially at this time. It's not, it's difficult. Yeah, it is. And I think a big part in particular with um, mental health services is that the one-to-one interaction is quite important, like the face-to-face in because um this relevant from a partner's job and a large part of what which takes history from people examines them it's the non-verbal cues that they give off yeah you can help with the assessment of them so that's 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 challenging for them to deal with as well i think you've got all that kind of stuff going on running alongside the actual big the big issue that we've been dealing with, which is a pandemic at this time. So it's such a a tough job to be in, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like a huge web. It's like there's loads of things that are interconnected that you wouldn't necessarily think at first glance would be so heavily affected. They are. That's from prolonged periods, isn't it? That's, that's from having a, a pandemic take hold for... 12 months or more and, and, and having prolonged periods of lockdown and them little problems, them little cracks just get bigger and bigger as you sort of stay stuck in the grasp of a pandemic or, or a lockdown. And Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty tough all round. Hopefully we've got some light at the end of the tunnel. Fingers crossed for everybody. Crossed, yes. um, <laughs> we're all trying, we're all hoping. On a lighter note and a lighter side of things, we've got, you know, Things to kind of look forward to of like friends that are due to get married that that has been postponed a couple of times that we, that we'll all hopefully yeah. be meeting up for again. Mm-hmm. Um, stag dues that got pushed back. I know these are all sort of trivial things in the grand scheme of things, but no, they're not really though, are they? It's uh, it's it's important social connections and things. Right, all these things that come up now. When I start putting things on the calendar and telling me misses that I'm going here, I'm doing this, I'm doing the other, I need to find some money because I've got a weekend away booked with the lads. <laughs> and she says, you're not going to any of them. I'll say, well, actually, Dr. Chris said it's important social interaction that I need. <laughs> Do you think I can get away with that? <laughs> uh, you could try it, whether it would work or not. <laughs> you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? There's certainly got things to look forward to into that all. I'll see people through. Yeah, it's just having just having that sort of idea in your mind that people can sort of think, right, end of June or whatever the date is, then we should kind of be looking to come out of all this. And I think that that in itself just gives something to focus on. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really good. And as long as you know, people are getting vaccinated and still being safe up to that point, then hopefully we won't have a spike afterwards and beat the cycle. Hopefully this will be the time we break out of it. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You've just got to hope that from this point up until that, whatever that date is, that um, the majority of people just carry on doing what they've been doing and, and we can all sort of kind of ride it out together. And and then on that date, as of whatever, what, I can't even remember what the date is, um, that we'll all just sort of pile out of our houses into the beer gardens and, and airports and <laughs> gardens of all friends and family, and we'll all be back to, to normal, which is an ideal situation. But, you know, we, we're trying to be a bit realistic as well. There might be some bumps in that road. There might be, but it's, uh, it's quite promising, isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Slightly related news, as long as the economy starts booming, stonks will do well. Well, that's it, yeah. If anyone's listening that's interested in stonks, let's put your money in now. Chris says that the, uh, the once the economy booms, we'll all be making some money. Yeah, for legal purposes, this is not financial advice. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're not here to advise anybody on the finances. That wouldn't be wise, I don't think. No. <laughs> but if you've got any spare pocket change... You know, it's worth the punt, maybe. Why not try it? Yeah, exactly. Saves you putting it into your piggy bank, doesn't it? That was another thing I've done recently. I've had, you know, just put a little bit of cash away, nothing massively big, just my own pocket change that I think, oh, I'm going to get myself this or put it towards something else and I'll just put it away. But um, I took it out the other day and I was counting through it and I was realising that I've got a load of old notes and probably loads more old coins as well and i'm thinking if i don't do something with this soon the bank probably isn't going to take it yeah. i don't know what the cutoff dates are for like the old notes and things you know the 20 pound notes five pound notes yeah. and all that i know some of them have been and gone but so anyway i had to try and make the trip to my local bank to put some money in and that's not even simple nowadays because i haven't been to the into a bank for probably yes. a couple of years now yeah it's ridiculous but no i haven't and because everything's online isn't it um, yeah. So I went to go there and I thought I was going to be fine. It was something like half past three in the afternoon. I got there and it was closed. And there was a sign on the door saying they're only open like nine till two or something like that. And I first thought, all right, typical. <laughs> Nothing straightforward anymore. No. <laughs> Even little things like, because when obviously, I know we all keep talking, coming back to lockdown and COVID, but. I mean, there's nothing else we can do, so it keeps coming up. Um, everybody was using, they were going contactless, weren't they, because nobody wanted to handle money. So at one stage, I had like a build-up of coins in my wallet, and I had a big fat wallet for a while, and it wasn't a lot of money, it was coins. And then when we were allowed out for a little bit, was it last August or whatever, we were going to be able to go to the pub and stuff, I was using, I was throwing my change at everybody, just trying to get rid of it. And then... <laughs> Like you come to pay for, like, like when I went to the bank, you've got to pay for parking and stuff. They've got no change. Doesn't take yeah. card. It's just, why is it so difficult? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> you think in this day and age as well. Yeah. What you, payment service isn't taking a card? And you can do, like, the online app things you can download and type the code in and pay that way, can't you? But it always costs a little bit more. And I just don't want to fill my phone up with all these different apps that own these car parks. It just, yeah. I think when you've been yeah. stuck in your house for a certain amount of time and you don't really go anywhere and do anything, when you have to start adventuring out, you realise life is full of little difficulties that yeah. you, you normally just deal with and carry on. But now it's like, why is, why is this trying to make my life difficult? Yeah. <laughs> Some inanimate object is making my life difficult now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the little little things that we took we took for granted, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got many sort of plans and hopes sort of towards the end of the year? Have you got things you're looking forward to, or are you just a bit like me and <clears throat> not really planning too much far far ahead and waiting? Yeah, I think we're. Um, I think we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with plans and stuff, just in case of you know if I get set back and all that kind of stuff. Um, so to that end, we've not really how much to be honest um i'll still be working as normal mm. partners going back to work in august yeah. things being well and um just much as we've got calendar really we were, we were due to go on a, a cruise in july feel cancelled yeah and um, otherwise i think at the end of last year we'd um before that one arrived, we'd look to go on sort of one last holiday, but then, so, so, yeah, we're not getting too ahead of ourselves, really. So. Yeah, I think we, we were talking about something like that um, around Christmas time, because of before they announced that we were going into another lockdown, we were sort of thinking we might book a, a, a night away or a couple of nights away or something, just me and the wife before the little one arrives, sort of as a last yeah. little thing together. Yeah. And then obviously we couldn't do it because we went straight into lockdown from Christmas, didn't we? So obviously I've got sort of a big sort of life event coming up imminently. Yeah. So I'm not really planning much too far past that really, yeah. which is... The, the extra be to survive that. And then yeah. a few months after that. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's quite nice, really, not to have to worry too far ahead. At the same time, there's things we missed out on doing last year that we can't, probably not going to be able to do this year now because we're going to have a young baby. So it might be something we have to plan ahead for next year. Yeah. And obviously this year, which we've not had before because my son only started school in September last year. So we've got to deal with all the school holidays. So we're lumped yeah. in with all... All, all them parents with, you know, that have got book holidays at certain times or can only go away during this time and all that kind of yeah. stuff. That's all a bit of an adjustment again. Mm. Financially as well. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, we we were looking at, we were thinking of just maybe going on a camping holiday or something. But just, just that, the prices are going to go up, aren't they, this year? Because, you know... A lot of people aren't going to want to fly and stuff, so or whether we'll be allowed to fly even. So, yeah, still, a lot of it's still up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, um, we're thinking of for this stag do might be something in this country. Well, it's going to have yeah. to be in this country, isn't it? I don't know when we're going to fit it in or how successful it's going to be. Yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it'll be interesting. That will it's a nice idea, though, maybe. It's just one of them things, isn't it? I think there's... How many of us are there now that are married? Four or five of us from our sort of original group of friends. Yeah. Um, and and we've all had a... We've all had a stag to, haven't we? It's been... We've all... You know, quite a few of us now have moved away, got different jobs, kids, settling down. Uh, yeah. We don't see each other as regularly as we used to. Them sort of stag do's that were coming around nearly... Two a year or one a year yeah. for for the past few years, it? yeah, it become like a time when we were all together again, and it was like a bunch of kids again, really. Yeah. Um. So I can, I can see why it would it would be a bit sad if we couldn't do this one this year for this wedding. Mm. Um. And then, is it is is it yours next then, or is I it no so, dates yeah. on that yet? No, so with um, date for the wedding's the 29th of April 2023. Okay. It's a few years, well, years down the line. I thought that'll give the situation enough time to settle down and hopefully not have to cancel or move it. But we could fit yeah. a stag do in next year. So. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, but I mean. Most of us are going to have kids by then anyway. The ones that haven't got kids already are going to end up, you know, <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? And then uh, we're all just going to eventually be bleary-eyed old men, yeah. still thinking that we're kids, um, going away on these stag do's and, uh, you know, yeah. having one good, one good night <laughs> and sleeping for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> That's how they've been, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not nice feeling like you're getting old, is it? <laughs> No, I know it's. I feel like a bleary old man now. <laughs> I think it's kids. It's kids that does that to you, mate. I think it accelerates the aging process massively. <laughs> um, I don't doubt that. <laughs> it's, it gets better after a little while, as they get a little bit older, they sleep better. But then you'll do something silly like choose to have another child, <laughs> <laughs> and you start all over again. So. Yeah. <laughs> At least we've got some things to look forward to, haven't we? Have you got any plans yeah. for? Have you got any thoughts on what you might like to do for yours next year? If we could, could be, uh, if we can plan that far ahead. Um, if everything sort of goes back to normal, there's been a theme about European city breaks, hasn't there? Which I think yeah. has been quite nice. They've been really good. Um, the dream, although I'm not sure how suitable, sort of like financially, it would be for everyone. Is kind of like just like rent a villa on a tropical place and just get smashed up cocktails all night. It's uh, a good idea. Not, not sure how feasible it would be, but it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be happy with either of those two, really. Okay. Um, quite keen on the broad one. Probably. The city break. The, the city break thing is there's just. There's so many places to go and the places that we haven't been to yet, isn't there? So yeah. it the seems world and uh, yeah, and price wise, not too bad either. Have the quite accessible. Yeah. For we've we've done all right, yeah, yeah. 
Well, hopefully. Hey. Yeah, why not? This one's going down a little bit slower than the others because it's a little bit stronger. We're not a uh, a beer review podcast, but we do talk a lot about beer sometimes. <laughs> if anyone's listening that wants a beer review podcast, I can recommend some friends that uh, that do their own podcast. Let's talk about nothing pod. It's worth a listen. Give them a little shout out. The affiliate link in the description below. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, might be might be teaming up at some point to do some sort of crossover episodes. Once we can fit them in in the schedule, I think. Um, yeah. See how it that goes. Yeah. yeah. I was. Um, it's your house all sorted down because I've not actually seen it yet. Um, You've been there a while now, haven't you? Yeah, we've been here in since June last year. We're pretty much there. We're pretty much in the major. The main rooms are pretty much done. I've still got a little bit of painting to do. And like some edging strips on the kitchen cupboards and things to do, little jobs that I do want to try and get done um, before baby comes along, just because it's peace of mind and it's out, it's it's something finished and I can forget about it. But they're just little things that aren't really major, but there's a few of them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a snagging list I've still got to sort out. Uh, But we're getting close. And then hopefully, that's the thing, isn't it? We've, you know. You've got the little lad that none of us have. Well, we've not been able to come and meet yet, and uh, yeah, we've got the houses and stuff. People have moved, and normally you would have a moving in party or something. We'd all be meeting up together, wouldn't we? So we haven't been able yeah. to do any of that. So hopefully this summer there'll be a lot of, you know, just meeting up with people again and yeah, yeah having really bar- have a few barbecues, a few beers, and say yeah, hello to the fire pit or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely say hello to everyone again properly face to face. That's pr- pretty much all I'm sort of looking forward to for the rest of the year, really. I haven't got any major plans to sort of, as soon as I'm allowed to go on holiday, get booked up and go. And not that fussed, really, this this year. I don't think it's the cleverest thing to do either because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You like set your expectations too high. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. I always remember quite a few years back when some of me and a couple of the other lads... Um, we went to Portugal. I think we were eighteen or nineteen. It was like the first lads, lads holiday, lads week away, and we went to Portugal. And it was around the same time as the Icelandic uh, volcano, volcano off, was it? going off. Yeah, yeah. And we were over there watching it on the news, thinking we're not going to be able to get our flight home. We were only there for like four days, but mm. we thought all these flights and stuff were getting cancelled because of the disruption and we thought we were going to get stuck in Portugal and we were actually thinking, it's not a bad place to get stuck, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Would have done worse. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's pr- pretty much my last, you know, sort of holiday dramas and stuff. Like last year, last year we had a holiday cancelled and stuff, but it was easy enough. We got our money back. It was problem solved. Yeah. Um... So, like I say, not really planning too big. Yeah, and I guess, and I guess you, you can't really, can you, with the second one on the way? Just no, they're going to be obviously having a baby around. You kind of forget a little bit what it's like being full time having a baby. So you can't imagine yeah. we're going to go far, especially you know we've got a four year old and a baby. There's a big gap there. They both need you in different ways, and. Going on a holiday <laughs> is... Uh, Can you imagine? <laughs> I think you're just signing yourself up for torture, aren't you, really? So you may as well wait, <laughs> at least till the younger one's a little bit older. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, we'll see how we go. I'd be tempted to go camping with them, but then, again... Would you want a baby to go camping with you, especially if it was screaming in the night? It's uh, it's, it's not really not much soundproofing in a tent, is there? No, <laughs> so we'll wait and see what comes of it. But then, having said that, you know, we've got we've got a garden we can use. Yeah. So if it's if the summer's nice, we'll you know stick a paddling pool up for the kids, put the barbecue on, and sit in the garden. It's not um, yeah. the end of the world, is it? No, you even have to camp in the back garden. 
Yeah, we could do. Except it'll probably be me on my own because the the others will get cold and think I'm just going in the house. I'll just stay there on my own. It's <laughs> out of principle. We said we were camping. I'm going to see this through. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed any sort of things creeping in as you as you're a dad now, albeit still in the early stages? But have you noticed any things creeping in from your dad when you were a kid that similarities or? Yeah, I think so. Just in terms of uh, mostly just in terms of trying to keep him entertained and like doing silly voices and saying silly things and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I could definitely take a few of those from my dad, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you, you turn into your dad? Do you, have you got some of his characteristics that you think, oh, hang on a minute, my dad used to do that or my dad used to say that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think that's gonna only going to get worse as, as we go into the future. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely the case with me. But I quite like that in a way. I think it's quite nice. It is. It's, uh, do you know what I found really weird? Mm. Uh, it's not a constant thing. It just happens here and there. It's a bit like the the four-year-old talking like a 60-year-old man type of situation. Um, I've noticed that my son will... His mannerisms sometimes won't be like my dad, but will be like his dad, so like my granddad. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is obviously it's come probably through my from my dad, hasn't it? But mm. I don't recognise it as being something that I notice about my dad more. More, I recognise it from my granddad. So I see that sometimes in him, and I think oh, that's strange. That is that's come that freaky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really odd sort of situations. You start picture. Mm. I don't know, many people must go through it. When you have kids, it's like just reliving things, isn't it? From like when yes, you were a kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think because it was my birthday last weekend, my mum had put some pictures up of when I was a kid, just me and my sister of when my sister was a baby, like five months yeah. old or something. And I was a little kid of probably similar age to my son. And I, I got it on my phone the other morning and showed him mm. and said, who's that? And he said it was it was him. And I was trying to say, no, that's daddy. That's that's daddy when he was four. <laughs> but he does. It does look very much like me. So yeah, I think he does. Uh, when 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 you look at more recent photos, yeah, I think that's the case. Yeah, it makes bit... you wonder what you what you're passing on, doesn't it? <laughs> that's it, isn't it? It's um, they're around you all the time, and you, and you notice. Like when they start talking and things, you notice it more. When they go to other people's houses, like the nursery thing, mm. they come home saying all sorts and picking up on all sorts. But then they're with you all the time as well, but you might not hear it or see it because you're with them all the time. So yeah. it's all them little things, the way you say things or what you say and yeah. little little sayings that it comes out with that you think, my nan used to say that or that's something... My mum would say, or my dad, and yeah, got all these little yeah. things to look forward to, like deja vu yeah. moments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I am. I'm quite looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, yeah, especially sort of. We think our little one has got certain facial features of mine, but then certain facial features of my partner as well. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of which parts of her come through him. Yeah, looking forward to that. I think. I've got another boy on the way and we're thinking <laughs> we're thinking it's going to be like a little mini me of my son so another version of me really mm. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> she'll be surrounded by three of you <laughs> yeah um, and you know when I was a kid apparently according to my mum and dad I was a bit of a handful so reap what you sow don't you yeah <laughs> When when did you start doing the podcasts? Only only recently. It was only January, mm. really. It was all right. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought about doing something similar, something along these lines, when my son was born, and um, just never really came to anything. I thought maybe it would be a blog or uh, a Facebook group or something like that. Um, but then I thought, who's going to be interested in that? <laughs> who's going to be interested in me type of thing? Uh, so it kind of just come and went. I forgot about it. It was just yeah. an idea. 
And then, obviously, some of our friends recently have done a podcast. And I listen to podcasts all the time, yeah. just various different ones. And so I thought, well, actually, that might be how how this all comes about. And I'm about to have my second kid. So, you know. At a time. Yeah, and, and obviously the fact that um, we can't meet up and see each other and, and all that kind of stuff that's been happening. And like I've said a couple of times on here, you might be like in WhatsApp groups with various different friends and stuff and you feel like the conversations are ongoing all the time, don't you? And you're involved in it, but you kind of neglect the fact that how often do we meet up sort of like this as face-to-face as you can get and have a chat? You don't just... Kind of just, fair, it's nice to it's nice to see faces and hear voices, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kind of forget about it because I I'd always consider myself as a person that liked my own company and I wouldn't mind being on my own and not going out so much. Uh, you know, I yeah, kind of pick kind of pick and choose. Sometimes I like mm. it, sometimes I'm not fussed. Um, but now I can't. At first, I was okay with it, but then it kind of became something that I kind of just like forgot that. I haven't actually spoken to friends that I would see regularly. I haven't spoken to her for months, other than the odd fleeting message in a WhatsApp group. That feel, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and that feels like a conversation sometimes, but it's not real, is it? It's not a proper conversation. Yeah. So I kind of just come up with that and thought this might be the best way. It's a good idea, I think. Well, some of these conversations that we're, that we're having, scratch the surface of these, if we were going for a pint in the pub, won't we? Because yeah, you, there'd be other things coming up. There'd be other people interrupted. The you know the football would be on, or you know it'd just be lads having a beer, and things would start getting silly or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this is quite. We've got some topics natural. to talk about, and we're kind of covering them a bit more in depth, which we might not do otherwise. So I just thought yeah. it was it was something we could try and do and see where it goes. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a good idea actually. Yeah. <laughs> No, all right, right. Well, this is, it's been really good. It's been nice to see you. Nice yeah. To see you, speak to you again. It's been a good catch-up. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. No, it's been a pleasure. And I'd uh, be happy to do another one at any point. Definitely. We'll uh, we'll fit something in. Yeah. All right. Well, nice to see you again. And, uh... Cheers, and I'll see you soon. Take care, mate. See you later. Mm-hmm.